If you're prosecuted for a crime, file for divorce, or contest a traffic ticket, you'll come face-to-face with a judge. And in Cook County, it might even be a judge you helped elect. These seats hold a lot of power, but voters often overlook judicial races when filling out their ballots. This coming Tuesday, June 28th, is primary day in Illinois. Early voting's already started. Today is the last day to request a mail-in ballot. To learn more about judicial elections in this primary, I'm joined by Maya Dukmasova, Maya's senior reporter for Injustice Watch. That's a nonpartisan, nonprofit journalism organization here in Chicago. Welcome to Reset, Maya. Thank you for having me. And you've been doing a lot of research on this, Maya. In a nutshell, why do judicial elections matter so much? Well, because, as you said, judges handle all kinds of matters, uh, everyday issues that most of us deal with, uh, whether it's a divorce, a traffic ticket, um, dealing with the estate of a deceased loved one. Most of us are very likely to come in direct contact with a judge over the course of our lives. These are the elected officials we are all most likely to encounter, and they make life-changing decisions. So these are um, down-ballot races, but they're, in my opinion, they're, they're some of the most important decisions we make as voters. And can you share an example of just how much power judges have locally? Yeah, so most people might think when they think of the courts, they, they, they would think of the criminal courts. So judges uh, are in a position to decide um, whether people are guilty or innocent of crimes. And uh, when most criminal cases never go to a trial, but if they do, they more often go to a bench trial where the judge is the decider rather than a jury trial. And uh, whatever kind of trial or whatever kind of plea deal somebody may take on a criminal case, uh, it's the judge that imposes the sentence. So that's the most that's that's the, those are the biggest decisions. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, those are cases that are those are not the majority of cases in the Cook County um, court system. Most of the cases there are actually civil cases. So. You know, child custody issues, uh, whether or not you're going to be able to stay in your home or get evicted, um, whether or not your domestic violence situation is going to be adequately addressed. All of these things are decided by judges. And it does seem like once a judge has has been appointed or been elected to their seat, they can stay there a pretty long time. Is um, is there any way to remove a judge from office once they've been elected? Do they often retain their seats? Yeah, so they usually do. In the last 30 years, only two sitting judges lost in a retention election. So uh, once we elect judges, they serve six-year terms. And at the end of that six years, on the November ballot, they'll go up for that yes or no vote. And they have to get 60% yes votes to stay on the bench. But overwhelmingly, most, like 99% of judges get retained. And so they basically stay in office for as long as they want to until they retire or pass away. So it's this primary vote is is in many ways the most important one, because this is when we decide who gets to stay there. And most likely, statistically speaking, they will they will stay there until they're good and ready to leave. But there uh, was a recently a judge who lost her retention election just a couple years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about Jackie Portman Brown? Yeah, so she was on the bench for 12 years. Uh, she was first elected from the fifth subcircuit back in 2008. Um sailed through her first retention election. And then, yeah, in 2020, she lost her seat after uh, she was at the center of uh, some controversy for uh, putting her six-year-old grandniece into a courtroom lockup uh, by herself for a few minutes as like a form of discipline. So um, this 
whole thing blew up in the press a few months before the 2020 election and uh, voters voted no on her. She got less than she, she was less than one percent away from staying on the bench, but ultimately lost. But in the subcircuit she'd originally been elected from in the fifth subcircuit, which is on the south side of Chicago, uh, she actually did quite well. Most almost 70 percent of voters voted yes for her. So she's trying her chances and running again this year. Um, she's in a four-way contest, and uh, she thinks that the voters will vote for her and get her back on the bench. And this is actually the first time in Illinois history that a judge who's lost a retention vote is vying to get back on in another election. So voters really do hold a lot of power in these races, but it seems like a lot of us overlook them. Um, do you have a sense of why that might be, Maya? Yeah, and in Justice Watch, we kind of see this as an information access problem. So basically, uh, there's not a ton of good digestible information about these candidates. They're not high-profile people. They usually don't have a background in politics. So people just don't know who they are. And uh, the, 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 the elected officials that are more visible to the public tend to spend their political capital and time promoting other up-ballot races. So uh, we kind of feel that the, the, the one of the ways we can solve this issue is by just providing people with this comprehensive voter guide. We don't make endorsements, but we tell you about who all the candidates are, give you all the information you need to make an informed decision about their career backgrounds, about their bar association ratings, their qualifications, you know, their campaign finance, um, everything you might be interested in about a candidate. Okay, the Injustice Watch Voter's Guide is really nifty. You can go on there and enter your address. It'll show you what judicial subcircuit you're going to be voting in. And you can look at each candidate for uh, election or retention and see who they're endorsed by, whether there are complaints about them. Can you talk about how what kind of research Injustice Watch did to put this guide together? Yeah, so we're a small team. Uh, there, there was a, we've basically put in thousands of hours. Uh, there are about eight of us working on this, uh, and one of our editors wrote all of the uh, all of the profiles that um, that, are, that are written up about them. But all of us did research um, and backgrounded the candidates. So we would look up everything from you know every news story that's ever been written about them, every. Um, every lawsuit that's been filed against them or that they have filed, the kind of cases that they have been lawyers on, you know, the, uh, their, their employment history, uh, who is giving them money for their campaign, who's endorsing them. So it, it really is a painstaking effort, uh, and we spent months and months putting this together. So it's, it's a team effort, um, but it's one of the m- more, most exciting things that I've done in my career as a journalist so far. This is Reset. I'm Mary Dixon in for Sasha Ann Simons. Today's the last day to request a mail-in ballot for the June 28th primary election in Illinois. And I'm talking about the importance of judicial races with Maya Dukmasova of Injustice Watch. Um, In your research for this new guide to help people figure out which judge candidates they would like to vote for, Maya, um, is there any rhyme or reason on which justices get the Democratic Party pick in Cook County? Yeah, so uh, the Democratic Party endorses candidates, or as they call it, they slate candidates uh, for appellate court races. Um, so this year there are two on the ballot in Cook County, and then they also make endorsements for countywide judicial vacancies. So these are judicial seats uh, where the candidates will appear on everyone's ballot in the county. 
the Democratic Party doesn't make endorsements in the sub-circuit races. Um, the local elected officials or Democratic Party committee people might, but the party as an entity does not endorse in sub-circuits. And so the, yep. No, uh, I was just going to ask, like, the voting for judges, how does that work in Cook County, and what are we deciding in this primary? Yeah, so the uh, the either you're going to be vote. All of us will be having uh, the two appellate court uh, uh, races and the uh, circuit, the countywide circuit court races. There are ten of those. We will all see that on our ballots. But then, just like you live in a ward or a congressional district or a state senate district, you also live in a judicial subcircuit. So most in most subcircuits, there's at least one judicial seat, and only the voters in that subcircuit get to vote on it, and only candidates who live in that subcircuit get to run for it. Now, once they're elected, the candidates from the subcircuits, they, they're assigned to the same sort of positions that the countywide judges are, and when they go up for retention in six years, the whole county will vote on them. So the subcircuits really were designed to get a more diverse array of people on the bench who would represent a uh, specific communities um, and ethnicities in the city. So uh, they're, they're really a chance for people to uh, elect judges from their own community. Let's talk about a few specific races, Maya. We have some sitting Chicago aldermen running for judge seats. Who are they? Yeah, we have two. Howard Brookins Jr., uh, 21st Ward Alderman. Uh, he is running in a countywide vacancy. So everybody in the county will see him on their ballot. Uh, and he's got two challengers in that race. And the other alderman is Chris Taliaferro. He is running in the 11th subcircuit. And he is uh, he has one challenger. And And are there other races that you're watching closely right now? Well, uh, besides those two, uh, because I'm very curious if these elected officials will tr- transition into this new role, um, there is that uh, fifth subcircuit race that uh, I mentioned with Jackie Portman Brown trying to get back on the bench. I wrote a, a pretty extensive story about that contest uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm also really interested in these appellate, uh, in these two appellate court uh, races as well. Uh, these are pretty hotly contested, and appellate court justices serve. 10-year terms on the bench. So um, they are, and they make decisions about whether the circuit court judges are making the right decisions. They check judges' interpretations of the law and set precedents. So these are these are particularly important positions in the court system. And and also there are there are seats open for election on the Illinois Supreme Court. Is that right? Yeah, but in Cook County, we won't get to vote on these. Okay. There are seven uh, Supreme Court justices in Illinois. Three of them are elected from Cook County, but the other four are elected from uh, the four Supreme Court districts that the rest of the state is divvied up into. So both the second and the third uh, Supreme Court district have, uh, have a vacancy that there are contested elections for this year. Um, and these are the these are the the collar counties basically. The second district is um, DeKalb, Kane, Kendall, Lake, and McHenry counties, and the third district has parts of uh, DuPage, uh, Bureau, Grundy, uh, Kankakee, LaSalle, Will, and Iroquois. So um, these uh, these Supreme Court seats are uh, there are both Republicans and Democrats running in the primary uh, June 28th. And I'm particularly interested in those because uh, Ken Griffin has been pouring a lot of money into Supreme Court races lately. Um, these have the potential to change the ideological makeup of the court, depending on whether 
both Republicans win in 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 both of these districts. So it's um, yeah, these are these are very important contests. But unfortunately, we in Cook County kind of have to watch from the sidelines this year. And as you've been going through all of these ratings and talking to attorneys about complaints about different judges, um, most of them anonymously, I noticed, um, Maya, what would you say the what races have the highest stakes for people who are in the criminal justice system? So that's a tough question, because once these judges are elected, if they're new to the bench, uh, they are not they're not going to when we elect these judges, we don't decide where they're going to be assigned to. So all new judges start out in traffic court. They spend some time there. They do, you know, marriages and other kind of low level tasks for a while before getting reassigned based on their, um, you know, interests and, and areas of expertise. There's really no way to tell who of these candidates is going to end up being, say, a criminal court judge. So I think that, uh, you know, you kind of as a voter, you just have to approach it as like, okay, well, if what's important to me is the kind of folks we have in the criminal courts, I'm going to proceed with the assumption that any one of these candidates could end up being a criminal court judge. So what do I want, you know, in a person who's in that position? Do I want it to be a former prosecutor or a former public defender? Do I actually want it to be someone who doesn't have criminal court experience and comes from like a different perspective? Um, so, and, yeah, at this stage, we don't get to decide those assignments. But on your tool, um, people can see whether someone who is a candidate or asking for retention has been a prosecutor, has been a public defender, as well as the different groups, ratings and, and any possible complaints. Um, Maya, where can people find this tool if, if they want to check it out before they uh, fill out their ballot? Yeah, and we definitely encourage people to do that. So injusticewatch.org slash judges will take you straight to the guide. Um, we have it in English and in Spanish. And as you go through the guide, you can actually, uh, you know, select candidates and uh, generate a little sample ballot for yourself. Um, and yes, as you mentioned, we have those flags for former prosecutors or public defenders. Um, former criminal lawyers in general are the usually the bulk of the of the elected judges in Cook County. We also have flags for whether or not they have the Democratic Party endorsement, whether they have some past controversy or particularly high or particularly low ratings from bar groups. Well, thanks for that, Maya Dukmasova, senior reporter for Injustice Watch. Thanks for being with us today and thanks for your work on that on that guide. Thanks. We hope you'll, you'll use it. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast WBEZ's Reset wherever you listen.